Okay, today we're going to have that conversation. The one that most people find a bit awkward to have no matter what side of the conversation you're on. It's the one about smoking. It's a conversation that most of us don't really know how to have well, but we're going to talk with some people who aren't awkward about it and do know how to have it well. In fact, most of the quitline team, which just happens to be a coincidence, um, are ex-smokers, so that's certainly not a qualification for the position, but there's certainly a relatability there. That's Sue Hearn. She is a quitline team leader and she's just about to let us in on what actually happens when you call the quitline or if they call you. Let's go for a wander with Sue. This is what's called our call centre. So we've got three on at any one time oh, okay. usually. Yeah. So Sam's at lunch at the moment. Jenny would sit here. Wendy sits there and you can see she's on the phone at the moment. How often are the phones ringing? Oh, regularly. So we have outgoing calls that are scheduled every day. So right there I can point to a list. So this is the schedule of calls that are I can outgoing, see on the computer screen, yeah. Just for the uh, afternoon. So for the morning it was just as long. Yeah. And then there's incoming calls as well. So people will call us when they're thinking about quitting, um, have decided to quit or have even quit but are looking for some support around prevention of relapse or just hearing someone say to them, you've done a really good job and just support. A success is seen through our lens as not necessarily quitting but even even just taking the step to call is, you know, so we're not gushy over the top, well done for every tiny little thing but we do, you know, really try to recognise that it's a, it's a huge addiction um, and every... Um, Every little step towards that, even just the thinking, the thought and taking the step to call something like the quit line is, is huge. And often we'll work that out because by the time people actually give us a call, not all the time, but often there are situations where people ring and say, oh, it's taken me weeks to get the guts up to call you because I was anxious about how I may be judged for being a smoker or... And then they'll say, I'm having a really different experience to what I was nervous about, which is wonderful. So we do hear that a little bit. We're just going to wander out of the room where the where the phone calls are coming through. So I find the number, I either look for it on the internet or I've seen it on one of your advertising campaigns or picked a flyer up at the doctor's surgery. I call, I get through. Um, what, what is it a 10-minute conversation? Do you take my details? Yeah. Do we get a confirmation email? Do you send me a pack in the mail? How does that actually work? And then what's what happens after that? You'll probably be asked uh, a range of not very personal questions, smoking-related questions. For instance, it, it, the first question we, we might ask you is, how can we help you? Because we don't actually know where you're at and what you're up to. Um, so we, we'll listen to that, and depending on you know that response, then if you've rung because you, you've wanted to explore you know what quitting looks like and how we might be able to help, the next questions we might ask you is, how long have you been a smoker? How many a day do you smoke? How quickly in the morning do you tend to want your first cigarette? It just gives us a little bit of a gauge of your, I guess, level of addiction. Um, also, the questions we might ask you might be, what have you tried? Have you ever tried to quit before? And if so, what have you tried before? And has that worked for you? Which inevitably ends up with, well, I'm ringing you, so it didn't mm-hmm. work. But, but actually, you know, we're very interested in. I, I quit for six months last year because that's a phenomenal effort. And whether that ended in a relapse because of a stress or not, that's really recognised, and we can draw strength from that moving forward to assist with another quit attempt, as it were. 
Is it a 10-minute call? Is it a 20-minute? Depends completely on Absolutely. who calls through. We'll talk to some people for um, 10 minutes and we'll talk to other people for an hour. Sometimes it can be, where do I get the patches from? Or I bought um, a nicotine replacement therapy. One of our common ones is called an inhalator and every time I use it, it gives me a bit of reflux and we might sort of talk them through that and then we'll sort of work out maybe they're using it incorrectly and we can explain to them the correct way to use it to avoid getting their reflux. We'll even get couples ringing up sometimes. We want to quit together. Can we be on the phone at the same time and kind of have a group session? We'll do all of that. Um, Sometimes we'll have calls from people um, who have got a caseworker or a carer supporting them and they would like that person to be on the phone with them and we absolutely invite that. And the next step after that? Do you call them back? Do they call you back? Is it six months? Does it depend? It absolutely depends on the person. So some people will ring up with a specific agenda and they get the answers that they want on the first call and they're very happy with that and we just welcome them to ring back if ever they want. That's less common. That that really happens. The most common scenario is people are ringing because they're thinking about quitting or they're ready to give quitting a go and then what we offer is a callback system Um, which simply means that during the quitting phase and for quite some time afterwards, if they would like, um, we'll be there for them on the other end of the phone providing support, number one, um, further tips and strategies. Um, For some people, that's once a week. Um, for some people that's once a fortnight, once a month. For some people it's every three months. When it, The longer it goes, it's more to do with they've quit now and they feel okay and then the calls start getting a bit less and less often as they grow more and more confident. But during that quitting phase, we've even been known to call people even every day. That's less common, uh, three times a week, less common. The average time is probably at least once a week. You mentioned judgment is one thing, but what what else are people worried about? Mm. Well, I guess that speaks to there's quite a lot of myths that are associated with the quit line. So we've ascertained this from various research that we've done over the years. And what we've picked up is that they fear that we'll be judging them as smokers or we'll be lecturing them about the dangers of smoking. And neither of those two things happen at all. It's very supportive. It's very warm. It's very safe. It's very friendly. And it's very much about trying to sort of understand where the caller is at, um, which in some cases isn't even, you know, I'm thinking about quitting. Most of the time it's that. But sometimes it's I smoke 50 a day. I can't afford it anymore. I don't think I want to give up, but I think I'd like to get down to about 10 a day. And that's a healthy goal. So even though that's not quitting, we'll still support that. There's a lot of flexibility and there's no, you know, you need to get to this and so ringing, ringing you guys is not a lock-in contract? <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, no, good question. Um, people calling us a lot, but actually the majority of our business is actually callbacks. So we have people that are referred to us through GPs and other health professionals, as well as community providers and community organisations, hospitals, they'll all refer in, as well as people can self-refer. So really any pathway through is okay. We do find, and research has proven, that a lot of people who have had a conversation with a health provider, particularly their doctor, but not just their doctor, who's taken the time to even just have a couple of minutes of conversation with the person that is the smoker and then do a referral to the quit line um, will increase the successful outcome of whether that person quits or not. We're, I guess we have an understanding that you speak with smokers 
a fair bit. Mm. Um, but who else do you talk with? Mm. Uh, we have a lot of health professionals contacting us actually, um, which we really encourage. So um, sometimes health professionals are just ringing to say, what does it look like when I refer? Or can I get some resources? Or it might, it might be, um, can any of you come out and speak to our staff about what you do? But also actually how to have a conversation with somebody about smoking, which, believe it or not, a lot of people struggle with. If you haven't been specifically trained to do it, um, a lot of people just naturally feel uncomfortable asking a person that smokes, particularly if they're a non-smoker, about their smoking. Yeah, so we have a team member who delivers that training and it can be purpose-fit to to the organisation or to the health professional or to the medical centre. You know, the, the, simple, the simple premise that the success rate of a person quitting when they've got the encouragement and support in an open sort of dialogue with their health professional will likely result in a um, higher higher rate of quitting. When you are providing Mm. the the counselling service, you talked about some of the options that you have. What Mm. sorts of things are you talking people through? Yeah, so there is a lot to consider. It's so individualistic. You know, some people have an adverse reaction to some of the products or they've tried the products in the past and they weren't happy with the taste or the feeling on their skin patches, for example. And so, you know, but they still very much want support. But we're really trying to explore with people around things, habits um, and emotions even, that they connect with smoking and helping them understand that to sort of break down those habits a little bit or disconnect. So, for instance, waking up in the morning, for many people that are smokers involves a cup of coffee and a cigarette and even just things like delaying that cigarette just as a starting point and and trying not to have the cigarette with the cup of coffee and just see how that feels and have the cigarette instead 10 minutes after the coffee's finished um, can start to create really just a consciousness around I'm going to try this on and see how it feels. So it could be as simple as that or it could be when I get stressed, instead of reaching for a cigarette, I'll reach for the phone and phone a friend or do the gardening or play a game on my phone Mm. just to delay, distract, you know, take a breath. If you were to explain Mm. the job of a quick line counsellor really simply, um, what's the best way to explain it to us? If there's anything, we could come up with quite a, kind of like a tour guide in that um, we've got professionally trained counsellors um, on the team. Everybody's been trained in smoking cessation therapy. And I suppose that, you know, I, I akin that a little bit to a tour guide or a travel agent even where you've got all the information and the knowledge of how to get from point A to point B. Here's some options of how to do it. Here's some hazards to look out for. Watch out for that on the way. And I suppose... The aeroplane might be faster, but you can also catch the bus if you want to go a bit slower. That's it. Yeah, thank you. That's. But at the end of the day, the, the call is rung up because they're in position A, we think, we assume, and they would like to get to position B and we're hopefully going to help them to get to that to that spot. Yeah. A road trip to quitting. That's funny. Yeah, a road trip. But they're, in, they're driving. <laughs> thought about taking that road trip or maybe it's something someone you know has been planning for the quitline number is 13 78 48 13 78 48 each state runs its own service and you can check out those individual websites just by searching online by typing in your state and then quitline whether you're a smoker a supporter or a health professional, there are lots of ways that you can connect with people like Sue for info about quitting smoking. 
This project was funded by the Healthy Tasmania Community Innovation Grants through the Tasmanian Government. Thank you.